Hi, I'm Jess. And I'm George. And this is Transpantastic. A podcast about gender, identity, orientation, and all the life that happens around it. Like the flu. Yeah. I mean, at least it's not COVID, but... Yeah, I I do wonder if there'd be less flu if I had remembered to get the boy his flu shot, but it probably would have been several months ago. I mean, this is June. It is June, and we have the flu. Yeah. (laughs) Because the one person who goes and sees a bunch of other people daily is our boy, and he got it from school, presumably. Well, he had a hell of a week last week. He He did. So first of all, to rewind a little bit of last week. Mm Mm-hmm. I think it was Thursday. Yes, it was Thursday. My former work wife, Anna, and the woman who knows how to trim the trees said, let's go for a walk at lunchtime. And so they came over here and we went for a walk, like a like a hike walk, mm-hmm. we went way up the hill. And on the way down, we took the streets mm-hmm. and um, we're standing in front of someone's house looking at their flowers. Mm-hmm. Trying to decide what type of flower a certain little patch is. And the guy hears us talking because his garage is open. So he comes out. Okay. And he starts talking. I thought I heard somebody out here. He's probably like 80 something. Right. I'm guessing. So they were, you know, I'm with two social people. Mm -hmm. Two extroverts. Right. So they're going to talk to him. So he says usually his wife will come out there if she sees somebody and and then she'll invite him for the tour of their yard. Oh, gosh. Mm-hmm. And so the tree trimmer says, so are you going to take us for a tour? And then his wife comes out. And the next thing you know, we're like going through these people's yard. And I just thought, this is wild because I'm an introvert in part. But really what was wild was this. They're both really cisgendered straight white ladies. The people that you were walking with, your work wife and and the tree trimmer lady. Yes, the extroverts that were dragging me into somebody that we don't know's yard. (laughs) So they have their own systems of how to interact with everybody, but I, I don't have that. And... I could see when the guy came out, I'm always gauging these things, mm-hmm. and I could see when he came out, he's like, oh, and there's these two ladies and there's this dude, and he's looking at me too because guys are always trying to mm-hmm. figure out what's going on with each other. Yep. It's their own deal with assessing threat and so forth. Mm-hmm. Um, dominance. Yep. Dominance. So I really couldn't quite get a handle on it. And it was, it was just, I felt out of place mm-hmm. that way. But he was talking to the, the two extroverts. Right. And his wife was talking to me. And so I just went with that. Okay. Because I don't know. Right. You know, often in, in so many situations, it's the dudes talk to the dudes and the lady talks to the ladies. And so it wasn't happening that way. Right. And I think he was enjoying their attention and they're very comfortable with old white dudes. So they were talking to him and asking him all kinds of questions. Right. This just kept going and going and going. I didn't realize really till after like the the whole picture. I just was in the moment of, oh, there's a dude and we're assessing and then we're walking and people are talking and, okay, this, is this weird that she's talking to me? And I, I You really, were doing safety math. I was trying to figure out, yeah, the whole thing. And I really didn't want to because I'm not an extrovert. I didn't mind. I mean, they had a beautiful yard. The two people with me were friendly ladies, so it wasn't going to be a problem. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was kind of a... I, we're standing out in front of their house after we've toured their yard. We're like looking at the front now, mm-hmm. front yard, and talking about this and that and the next thing. And the tree trimmer on the way up the hill had been talking about some trips she She's been planning. She's not yet retired, like my former work wife, but her children have been grown for some time, and she likes to travel. Mm-hmm. And so she has like five trips scheduled hmm. to places. Wild. Like, 
all over the world. Because she can do that. And she can sit there and find like, hey, here's this trip to Japan for $700. Let's go there. You know, of whatever dates are that it's specifically offering. Right. So she can find a real good deal and take advantage of that. And she really needs the escape from work because she works like I do. But we're standing in front and they're talking about travel now. And the lady who lives there says, everybody should travel. And I was like, oh, that's part of this. Lady, not everybody can travel. Yeah. And you don't have any clue about that and don't want to, do you? Mm-mm. And that made me really uncomfortable and that the two cis people with me had no clue. Right. And I didn't have any reason to talk to them about it right then. And being an introvert, I like to process it for a while. Right. I'll see them again and I'll probably ask them what they think about that. But I think there's this very segregated pattern of thought that these type of cisgendered straight white people have because they have their buffered little world. Mm-hmm. And I'm aware of I'm I'm too aware of other parts of the world that are also reality. Yes. Yeah. So it was a weird thing. It was weird. That that does seem weird. Yeah. Between cishet privilege, white privilege, and class privilege, they were really, really bubbled. Mm-hmm. And it's it's wild to me sometimes to see just how oblivious some people are when they're like, oh, yes, everyone should take advantage of this privilege that I have. Yeah. And I know like, you know, there's privileges we have that we don't notice. Mm-hmm, I'm sure. And some we do, hopefully. And then there's, you know, if we had that, like if all our kids were neurotypical, we would probably be able to do a lot more things. Mm-hmm. And we wouldn't notice things the same way we do. Right. Because we can't. Mm-hmm. And we haven't been able to, and that's just not a thing. Right. So there, you know, there's that in part. And then there's being queers. And then we were almost back to the house. And the school called me. We were about 10 minutes away. I'm glad we were 10 minutes away because we were really far away when we were going through those people's yard. Y'all did take a, a significant hike. You were on the trails for a good long while. And then even when the trails got back to the roads and you were able to walk through the subdivision back, it was still a good long ways up there. It was. My legs felt it because I have not done that in a while. Yeah. You know, not on the hills. Okay. So the school called and the clinic always tells you right away, it's not an emergency so that you won't panic. Yep. And then they say, we have your child here. And um, he was playing football. And I'm like, oh, this is bad. (laughs) And he dove for the ball. Mm -hmm. And then somebody stepped on his head. He's not sure if he wants to stay or leave. And I said, okay, let's give that a little bit and see. And a little bit in school clinic time is, okay, I'll let you know in about 10 minutes. Right. And it's already, you know, towards the end of the school day. There's about an hour and a half left. So when he decided to stay, when they called back and I said, do you want me to bring Tylenol? And he said, yes, please. This is how you know he got hit in the head. Well, and this is like the (laughs) second or third time that he had had one of us come and bring him a Tylenol over the past week because I had had to take him a Tylenol because I think you were at work, like in a session or maybe at the doctor. I don't even remember, but you were busy. And I said, are you sure you're good with just the Tylenol? Do you want to come home? And he says, no, I don't want to go home. Dad will make me lay down. Yes, I will. (laughs) Because that's what I would do. And so it was good that he has this sense of if I can make it through school, I probably should try to. Yeah. And he only had to sit in the clinic and it was an hour. Right. And he did have an agenda. He, I went to pick him up after school because I'm like, if you have a bump on your head, I should be picking you up. You think? I wasn't going to because he's been ditching me every time I go to pick him up. Not completely ditching me. He does inform me after the fact. 
But he should be asking you, like, in the passing period before his last class, texting you and saying, yeah. hey, you don't need to pick me up. I'm walking to my friend's house. It would be or, helpful even 10 minutes before. I don't know if he can get his phone out during that period. That's why I'm saying the passing right. period beforehand. Right. But, you know. Well, I was there waiting, and I was a little late, and he still wasn't out, and then I called him. So, he... He wanted. To, I knew he wanted to go to his friend's house. Mm -hmm. The the guys he's been hanging out with. The um, new guys, yeah. Lately, and I I told him I said I don't want you running around with a big bump on your head. And he said we won't be running around. His uncle's driving us. Mm -hmm. So they went over there, and then he wanted to go to the uh, the graduation type thing that him and the other guy had been in the night. They're twins. The friends. Our boy and the other boy had been in the night before, and this boy, this the other kid was having. School has such a large population; they can't have promotion ceremonies all in one night. They have to split up the student body into two nights. We wouldn't fit in the room that they have them in. So, no, no. Um, so yeah, our boy had gone and had he, his ceremony one night, and then the next night he was going to his other buddies. Yes. Yeah. And gotcha. then they they dropped him off right away, and he went to bed. He did go to bed, which is weird because usually he'd be wanting to play video games, wanting to watch a show, wanting mm -hmm. to play on his phone. Or well, when I had gone to the clinic to get him, they had checked him for a concussion. I looked at him. He didn't look like he had a concussion. They did say to me, well, we asked him what year it was, <laughs> you know, and mm -hmm. he says right away, he, he, he chimes in, I told them, I never know that. And I said to them, he does not know that. And uh, then the nurse says, well, as long as he looks normal to you, Dad. Because this is like something you asked his teacher at the beginning of, was it this year or yes, last year even, year. that he's been supposed to be working on trying to figure out the days of the week and months of the year. He refuses. So when they're doing the questions for head injury, he can't answer them. He reminds me of this Rachel Maddow bit. And I don't remember if it was her or one of her co-hosts while she's on hiatus and only being on there once a week. But she um, or the host said something along the lines com comparing one of these GOP candidates who's a election denier and said something along the lines of why would you vote for somebody who can't even answer correctly one of the questions they ask you when you get a head trauma? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, fair. Mm -hmm. But our kid never can answer these questions. He doesn't know. But, but he was able to say to them that he doesn't He doesn't ever know those answers. So there was a whole sentence yes. clarifying that I really don't care. Yes, he was able to speak coherently and interact appropriately. And his pupils dilated to light. And, you know. Right. He, he, they could probably ask him where he was, who his teacher was, stuff like that. Other clarifying questions that do demonstrate cognitive functioning. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So. Yes. So he came home and he went to bed and he'd eaten when he was with them. So that's good. So I just checked on him and stuff. And then in the morning, he wasn't looking so good. Mm -hmm. But he had a, a math exam because the ceremony happened before school year's done. So I told him, if you're not feeling well after your math test, just go to the clinic. Right. And I can come and get you because he really, he didn't look so good. And that's unusual. So I did go and get him and he came home and he went to bed. He did. Yeah. Once again, we're like, this hmm. is not good. So yeah. first thing, once he woke up, I don't know if it was that night or the next morning, I gave him a COVID test because... You gave him a COVID test when he woke up and he texted you from upstairs and asked you what it was. He did. He did. He was negative. He didn't have COVID. Yeah. And then I but just... But he was not happy. He was really miserable. He was not feeling well. So I just kept checking on him. He started getting a fever, and I, I kept an eye on it and gave him some Tylenol and whatnot. His fever went up to 102.3. Mm-hmm. 
And I knew he was getting a fever, a pretty good one, when he got cold. Right. So I had to explain to him, when you feel cold, your fever is going up, and I need to know. Yes. Because when he's that sick, he actually doesn't talk. No, that is correct. And so he's just laying there being quiet. And miserable. Yeah, and he wouldn't eat things, which I understood he, his throat hurt. So the next morning, I woke up around 5 and uh, took him to the ER and they tested him for everything they could stick up your nose or down your throat. Yes. And he... Um, doesn't have COVID, doesn't have strep, does have flu. He has uh, influenza A. Yes. Yeah, they checked the, for the B too. Sometimes they don't have the B test, so hmm. sometimes they don't have right. something else. Yeah. So I gave him some chloroseptic lozenges, mm-hmm. which are these god-awful things. Do you remember them? I do. As a child? I remember the spray. Yes. It's terrible. Okay, the lozenges came before the spray, and they were awful terrible. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure they're exactly the same stuff as the spray, only not... Longer. Not... On your tongue, longer. (laughs) Dissolved, yes. (laughs) So I told my sister, I said, well, his throat hurts. I'm going to give him one of these when we get, you know. And she says, oh, God, those are awful. We were texting. And uh, I said, I bet he's not going to... He's not going to find it to be awful because he finds the strangest things not awful. He likes strong flavors, even when they're the strong flavors that the rest of us find unpleasant. He likes the fact that it's strong. And it works. Yes. Yeah. But he didn't want the yellow ones. He only wanted the purple ones. So I don't know. <laughs> and we're, I think we're about out of those. So it's good he's starting to feel better. Yeah. In the meanwhile, we were also p- supposed to have a party for him. Yes, to celebrate because his accomplishment. We want to incentivize him and instill in as many ways possible the idea that finishing high school is an admirable goal. Especially after I taught GED math for a few months and you know, I'm seeing a lot of these folks who if they had been able to stay in school, the school would have gotten them through. Mm-hmm. But once they get out of school, they don't have the supports that the public school system is legally bound to provide. Right. And that's where all, our boy will be if he doesn't get through on his first round. So we had a party for him. We had a party scheduled. Well, yes, we planned a party for him. We planned a party. He had not eaten much when we had gotten to the ER, and he was very cranky. While we were waiting for the test, they said it would be about an hour. He says to me, you said it wouldn't take long. I'm like, you're in an ER. This is really not long. But he was just, his blood sugar was low. And they tried to give him to have some juice or some a popsicle or even water, and he wouldn't. Mm-hmm. And uh, he wanted to fight with me about it. So I told him, we'll just talk about that later. Mm-hmm. But when we came home, I gave him some ice cream and a chloroseptic lozenge. Possibly in that order, possibly not. But the the ice cream got his blood sugar up a little, and that helped. And then he was hungry for the chicken noodle soup. Yes, yes. But he still only ate one whole serving of soup. Half a can, yeah. Yeah, all day. Yeah. Which is not normal for a 15-year-old boy. No, and then he's asking you, I feel so weak. I I don't feel good. I, I, I don't know why I feel so weak. And he thinks- That was before the soup. Okay. Yeah. And I I told him, I said, you've had half a sandwich and a bowl of ice cream in two days. And he says, oh, that's bad. He kept thinking that he had a concussion. And he would like start running through this list of symptoms for concussion and saying, yeah, my vision's blurry and my... And I'm like, okay, you haven't worn your glasses in months. I don't want to hear about your vision being blurry. Mm -hmm. And I have a headache. Yes, flu does that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like everything he was saying, he was absolutely certain that he had a concussion. Well, except for the sore throat. That doesn't come with a concussion. No, that comes with having your throat kicked by a cowboy boot. Yes. (laughs) 
because because that was also part of the incident that caused the, that would have yes. caused a concussion. He got kicked in the head and his throat stepped on. He said, and he says to me, "Who the hell wears cowboy boots to play football?" <laughs> That's what he said. Kids in the American West. Uh-huh. They wear cowboy boots for every uh-huh. goddamn well, thing. Well, and like you said, middle school, they're just not practical. No. Yeah. But. So he said, yeah, he said he was weak. I told him, this is what you've eaten in two days. And he, and he realized, what well, I said, that's why I keep asking you if you'll eat now. And he says, okay, I'll eat some soup. Mm-hmm. And he ate the soup and I was glad. Yeah, but like he wouldn't, he, he he eats the food when I take it to him. Which is funny. It's really funny because like over the past four years, this dynamic has really just gotten turned on its head where you used to be the good guy and I was the source of all evil. And now... I'm the only enforcer. Now you're the only enforcer. So when you go to baseball, he's happy that he doesn't have to deal with you. And when I offer food, he'll take it. <laughs> But when you offer food, you're enforcing self-care. When I offer food, it's a gift. I'm glad to go away too, just saying. (laughs) I mean. For that same reason. But even so, you were still the person who had to do a lot of those care tasks. Oh, I I had to do all of it. So right now I'm having to say, can you go up and see if he'll eat something? Well, and not only that, but like for days, like, I mean, if he's laying in bed all day, then he's got laundry that needs to be done two or three times a day. I've been doing that. You've been starting it um, a couple. You've been time. finishing it. I've been finishing it. You should it be a glad times. not to start it. I am. I am very grateful that I don't have to start it, <laughs> but I am also grateful that I can finish it and help with some of these things because I'm, I'm grateful too. After spending far too much time in a sick kid's room every day for three, four days in a row, I seem to have some symptoms of what he has. I'm sorry. Yeah, and I did have my flu shot, but I had it all the way in last October. But I wasn't ex- exposed to probably as much of the influenza as he was. Not only that, but also like you aren't running around doing all the crazy things aside from one four-mile hike with the extroverts. You're mm-hmm. not running down your personal store of physiological resiliency. Yeah, that was before before this. The hike was before all this. And I did work on the cabinet doors a little bit yesterday. Mm-hmm. And then we worked on the hinges, but that was sitting down and that wasn't very long. Mm-hmm. And since then, I have been resting. Right. I started to feel it a little bit yesterday afternoon, and mm-hmm. I didn't want to acknowledge it, but yeah. I could feel it. Yeah. I thought, I am not right and I'm sure that our friends can hear that you sound a little bit under the weather. You're kind of, sometimes you're a little scratchy and sometimes you're a little froggy and it kind of goes back and forth. Yeah, my voice is not all there. But it also helped that we had company that kind of kept you chill and in yeah. one place and gave you a distraction from all that because we did have a party planned for our kid. Yeah, so my cousin came and I was a little worried once we realized the boy was going to, was, was pot- probably sick on Friday because my cousin was on their way and my cousin has had long COVID and I don't want them to get some germs from our children. But he had been in his room the whole time. I mean, we followed basically COVID protocol and Mm -hmm. we do that quite easily whenever somebody's sick with cooperation from children as well, because they understand that that's what you do when you're sick now. Yes. So he had been in his room, except when we went to the ER and when we left to go to the ER, he wore a mask out of his room and in the car Mm -hmm. and back to his room. Yep. So he didn't have contact with anyone. I did. But as I pointed out to my cousin Vinny, well, the good news is <laughs> by the time one of us, me, meaning me or you, mm-hmm. me or Jess is infected with whatever he's got, you'll be gone. So we won't give it to you. Mm-hmm. 
And only one of us get it because... Because you and I have polar opposite microbiomes and immune systems. Yes. So you tend to get things that our third child gets and our first child would get. And and you get things that zero and two get. Yes. And never the twain shall meet. No, and they have similar systems to me. Yeah. Even though they are not genetically related. No. No, a lot of it is environmental. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But... Now you are slowly recovering and... I hope I'm recovering. I I am not yet at the stage where you know if you are getting worse or going to get better. Yeah, you can't quite tell at this point whether you feel better because of the Tylenol and the antiviral stuff or whether you feel better because of it's only your the first body actually recovering. 24 hours of not feeling so good. So yeah, right. it's no, no, no telling yet. I'm hopeful. I am hopeful too. Yeah. If needed, I will cancel my weekend plans and stay here to take care of you. I don't think it'll be necessary. I don't think it will either. You seem to be doing fine. You're Mm -hmm. staying, you know, like our boy, when he got sick, he just crashed hard. Mm -hmm. Like he was so exhausted and so miserable. He runs like wild all the time. And that's the thing. He goes full tilt all the time. Never stop, never stopping. tilted right into sick too. (laughs) Right. Mm -hmm. And you're not. You're resting and taking care of yourself. And Mm -hmm. so I think you'll be doing a whole lot better. Right. I'm smart enough to take the Tylenol, wait an hour, and tell myself to eat something. You're not going to let the sick keep you, the the lack of appetite keep you from nourishing your body? Right. I can taste the foods, but I don't want them. But even if you don't want it, you want the outcome of having done it. Yes, I do. Which is a thing we still have to work on with these kids. I try to to think of something that sounds appealing, like, Mm -hmm. oh, blueberries. And then I start eating them. I go, okay, well, they're not so tasty, but they're not bad. And I'm just going to eat some of them. We should test you for COVID because if your appetite is questionable and your ability to... Well, we will test me for COVID because that's what we always do when one of us is sick. And he has had the same symptoms. He has not wanted to eat. Yes. And now I understand what was going on for him. Right. I don't think I have COVID, but we'll test. I don't think you do either, but it, you know, at this point, it's the, the thing we can do. So. Yep. Yeah. We don't have any other things to shove up your nose. So... <laughs> I mean, I'm sure I could come up with something if you really wanted. But would it give me the test results? See, that's the problem. You didn't say that part. Mm, Right. Love you. Mm. I like making you smile. I love you too. Thank you for laughing. You're welcome. So, yeah, now we are all recovering from ridiculousness. I I really beg to differ on that, but okay. Elaborate. We are recovering from ridiculousness as if it was going to stop? We are recovering from the effects of ridiculousness. That we just had before we start new ones. Yes. Okay. I I can believe that. Okay, good. Mm -hmm. I like being believable. So we'll find out if we can have a party for the boy this coming weekend. Yes. And you probably will go... I might go and hang out with your cousin Vinny for a while because they just moved houses and they said their new house is is big and lonely and... And you've been wanting to do things. And I've been wanting to go and do all the things, so I might go do that because... You can because there's no child three there at their dad's house. Child three is staying at their dad's house and transferred to a restaurant over there that they're working at and... They're doing all the mature teenagery shit, and it's kind of weird, but good. Yes, it is good. Yeah. So. And they don't seem too bothered with me lately, you know? Uh, they still don't talk to me very much, but they don't seem too bothered with me. 
probably because I don't get in the way of doing doing their things, the things mm. they want to do. I'm not right. Yeah, know. for a while you were kind of everybody's enforcer because like you just got in that mode and then you were just like this needs to happen and this needs to happen and things, it would things don't happen around here. I mean, you're not wrong, but. <laughs> For a while, they were kind of resentful of that. Mm-hmm. And now they're just like, oh, yeah, I guess things do need to happen. Mm-hmm. And they just make the things happen and then we can move on. And they find it utterly ridiculous at their new job that none of the other teenagers can do things. Like they're always happy when they get to work with the other adults because they're in online school. So they work with adults during the day instead of in the afternoon when the other teenagers are working. And they're like, none of the other teenagers knew how to like clean a counter or wash a dish or... And we're like, see, we make you do chores for a reason. Right. Yeah. We want the boy to get a job as well, but he's not in the shape and I'm not in the shape to help him and his friend look for that jobs that, that might be around here for their age group. Right. All right. Well, I'm sure that eventually we'll get to that and we'll talk about it when it's time to do so. But is there anything else for now? No, I, I think it's time for some more Tylenol. Okay. So that's it. We'd love to hear from you, so let us know what you think or what you want to hear about by emailing us at transpantastic at gmail.com or by commenting at our website, transpantastic.net. Don't forget to subscribe in Stitcher, iTunes, or your favorite podcatcher, and leave us reviews and star ratings. Disclaimer time. We are neither your doctor nor your mental health professional. We are here to discuss our own lives, so we take no responsibility for your decisions based on our discussions. If you are considering transition, please seek professional assistance. If you are considering parenting while transitioning, you definitely need professional assistance. All contents are distributed under a Creative Commons no derivative license and may be shared freely in their entirety. Any alteration or less than complete reproduction requires permissions of the hosts. Thanks for listening. There it goes. Yep. Hi. Hi. You going to be good? You haven't been talking much. This is as good as it's going to get, and I haven't been talking much because I'll, I'll cough. Right. Yeah. Do, you, do you have a cough drop, or do you need one? Or I don't have one, and I don't want one. Okay. I had cough syrup. You did have cough syrup. Mm-hmm. Are we ready? Mm-hmm. Okay. Hi, I'm Jess. And I'm George. The tree, mer- tree trimmer says, <clears throat> the tree trimmer says, and then there's, you know, if we had that, like if all our kids were... Neurotypical? Yes, that's the word that was trying to come into my very empty brain right now. I blame sick. Oh, yeah, it is. It's like somebody turned off the lights because it was too bright in there. Aww. Yeah. So continue. If all our children were neurotypical, then? If all our children were neurotypical. I'm just checking why the alarm didn't go off and seeing, making sure it's not going to go off at 2.30 in the morning. See? 2.30 and it's 2.35. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. It's not Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday. How did I do that? I don't know. Oh, gosh. I I think I thought it was... I don't know what I was doing. I don't know what you were doing either, but now we know. Okay. So. I didn't want it to be going off. That's okay.